Hi, Andrea. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Happy Friday. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Um, for anyone just joining us, Andrea Hoffman is the founder and CEO of Culture Shift Labs, a diversity and innovation consultancy where since 2000, she has been advising Fortune 500s, tech companies, nonprofits, and investors across the PE, venture capital, and impact investor communities. Uh, some of her clients include Carnegie Hall, Moet Hennessy USA, Samsung Next, Credit Suisse, Verizon, LinkedIn, and many more. She's also the co-author of Black is the New Green and $50 Billion Boss, which was nominated for the 2015 NAACP Image Award for Outstanding Literary Work. Uh, she's also the co-founder of Culture Shifting Weekend, something I've uh, had the pleasure of joining, uh, which is in both San Francisco and New York and is the largest gathering of Black leaders in the venture capital and social impact communities. They have the largest database of Black subject matter experts and have enabled over $340 million in deals and collaboration through their work. Uh, she also serves on the advisory committee of J.P. Morgan Advancing Black Pathways uh, with other leaders, including Kevin Hart, Colin Powell, Condoleezza Rice, and Soledad O'Brien. Um, with that, Andrea, thank you so much for being here. Um, we'd love to start with just a little bit about, you know, how you're advising some of your clients uh, on maintaining culture through through the coronavirus and, and some of yeah. the things you may be seeing on, on the consultancy side. Yeah, uh, well, thanks for having me. It's a real honor uh, to be sharing some of my insights with you and the community. Uh, you know, it's, it's a really interesting time when you build a brand that's resilient and, and really distinct, people turn to you for advice and, um, and, and for solutions. So we are in conversations with different clients and prospective clients. We actually went into the year with about 32 new business leads, you know, just as a result of being out there and being more recognized for the work that we do, the diversity and innovation work that we do. And so, um, you know, so I know firsthand what it's like to be, a, you know, an entrepreneur and, and the hustle and building something. And, you know, there's a lot of brands that are really using this moment in time to get very clear on their values, very yeah. clear on clients, um, customers and community. And, um, you know, they're thinking about what they need to do, not only right now in this moment, but they're also thinking about, you know, what does this mean long-term for their businesses when, you know, I think a lot of people, a lot of brands, a lot of leaders often think about pivoting, often think about, you know, what they can do new or different, what they can do around digital and, you know, uh, and virtual and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, this is, you know, going to go down in history as a time when there was incredible amount of shifts, right? And, yeah. and there's a reason I came up with the term, you know, the name of the company, Culture Shift Labs, for that very reason, we started out the business with helping companies understand the intersection of business, technology, and demographic shifts, right? That was what, you know, my company evolved into. I had a couple of other companies before this that all evolved up into Culture Shift Labs. And so what better moment in time than to be thinking about those intersections? And we're getting calls every day thinking about, um, how should we be thinking about our workforce? Um, mm -hmm. How should we be thinking about tapping into our business resource groups to think about people in our workforce that we may be missing and messages and support uh, where we should focus our efforts? We're getting calls, and I'll, I'll touch back on that and give you examples in a second. Um, we're getting calls for what role do celebrities in Black and, and Hispanic Hollywood um, how could we be working with them to create content that's really meaningful, like trim the mm -hmm. fat on stuff that's just, you know, um, superficial and, and people need, you know, content with meaning. Um, yeah. 
you know, we're getting all kinds of phone calls, but you know, as you read our client list, which is a partial list, we, we serve many different industries. So we're, we're sort of industry agnostic. And the beauty of that is we get to bring, you know, all of these sort of seemingly disparate um, industries and best practices to each client. So they have, yeah. you know, they get the benefit of that. So I'll give you an example. We, um, we were talking to one client and said, listen, now is the time to go tap into your business resource group and say to them, you know, from your perspective, what people in the workforce are we missing that we, we probably need to put a focus or emphasis on or, or care about? And what we came up with is that, uh, you know, there are single mothers. There are people that are, have aging parents. There are people that might not be able to do their work during the day because they actually have homeschooling. And so don't expect your, you know, uh, single mothers or even, yeah. even, you know, families with kids just to be able to accommodate the same kind of work day that they were before. And you absolutely, now is a time to be more diverse and inclusive in so many different ways. And that is just one example. Yeah, that's great. Super helpful. Um, I'd love to spend a little bit of time, you know, you've, you've certainly surrounded yourself with leaders uh, and, and people that are, are, are significantly driving culture in their own respective communities. Mm -hmm. I, I'd love to get, you know, some of your advice to a founder that may be listening to this around building and maintaining culture for their own company through a time like this. Yeah, you know, it's easy to panic, especially for yeah. those that live paycheck to paycheck or even live day to day. Paycheck to paycheck may, may mean, you know, every day, not every week and every mm -hmm. month. And it doesn't make you less than, it doesn't make you uh, a bad leader. People, particularly entrepreneurs, you know, everything that they do until they get to an inflection point is about grit. You have to get through so many hard times, so many doubters, trying to build a workforce of people that, you know, are loyal to you and competent and love the work and all of that. And so every day it's a, it's a colossal grind. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think that I think the world is coming together to recognize that, especially when you hear stories like, you know, if if Broadway is closed for one day, it's almost like they crash. Well, if Broadway, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, all the plays and, and things like that crashes with one day of no revenue, what does that say for an entrepreneur? It's just that's yeah. that's just its scale. Right. You have Broadway is its scale. Yeah. And so these moments allow you to focus on who your friends are, um, who your business allies and enablers of your success and wealth are. It just allows you to get more clear. And so um, you have to have these quiet moments to think through your network and who really has the ability to help you when you have no shame in asking for help, particularly for people that you may not normally ask or, or maybe not even be comfortable asking you have to get over that because some yeah. you know, leaders, many leaders want to help. They don't know how to help. Right. So they're not just going to store, they're not going to tweet out, Hey, call me to help. Right? Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> right. Um, no. You know, but if you call them and say, listen, you know, I, I, I'm not really sure what to do here. I know I'm resilient. I know I'll get through this, but in this moment, I don't have the clarity that I need. And, and can you mentor me for today? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, let's talk a little bit about just the, the, the new work environment that a lot of people are, are succumbing to. You've obviously spent a ton of time in the diversity and inclusion world. You know, wh what would your advice be to 
an employee at a time like this, if, if they're having, you know, a struggle having their voice heard in a traditional environment, I'd imagine that that's certainly, you know, amplified in a work from home environment where they're isolated. What, what's some of yeah. your advice to someone that that's at home and, and struggling to have their voice heard within their uh, within their company? Uh, you know, we had this recently. Um, we were having a long discussion with some um, employees with that very same question. And what we realized is that oftentimes it's not what you say, but it's how you say it and when you mm -hmm. say it. So, for example, um, if let's say you want the head of HR, the head of learning and development to hear you and you want to be helpful to that person because you have a perspective, right? And you have a lived experience. When you send them an email, you want to start with, I know everybody's busy with competing priorities. This email is intended to be helpful in hopes that we could just jump on the phone for a few minutes and I could lend my perspective to how you're thinking about workforce or, you know, my peers. Mm -hmm. And so if you frame it like that, as opposed to I'm tired of not being heard, I'm never heard, you know, and, and you're just, because you're really stressed out. You don't know if you're going to get fired, right? It, it, there's yeah. so many things that you're stressed out about, and some of it may just be subconscious stress and not even tied to a real, a, a real thing, right? It doesn't matter. It's, you know, anxiety and stress. So emailing your leader in the right way, keep it really, really succinct and say, I want to help. I have a perspective that I think will be additive for all of my colleagues, and I'm hoping that, uh, you know, I would love to grab 10 minutes of your time by phone because I think mm -hmm. it'll, it'll give you a certain amount of perspective and clarity as you're coming up with solutions, uh, you know, in this time. So it's, yeah. it, it, it's like everything, right? You could go over to somebody and say, you know, um, you better listen to me right now. Or you could say, Hey, I have something really intriguing. I want to share with you. <laughs> right? Yeah. A little more constructive. Uh -huh. Absolutely. Yeah. That's and that's that's super tactile. I, I appreciate that, and I'm sure some people listening will as well. Um, let's let's shift a little bit to um, the GP side, so the the investing side of the world, which you also spend some time in. You know, what, what are you seeing in the GP environment and the fundraising environment right now? What 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 do you expect to see over the next couple months? Mm -hmm. So I, I don't want to sound like Pollyanna, but I do have a tendency to be an optimistic person. <laughs> uh, but you know, hey, listen, I'm uh, I won't give away my age, but I'm old enough and wise enough. <laughs> you know, I'm not, yeah. right? I'm not, I'm not saying this because it's like, oh, you know, it's an uninformed you know, perspective. Um, the, listen, Culture Shift Labs was built on this idea of abundance and generosity and bright spots, success stories and victories. That's our entire sort of operating mentality. And, mm -hmm. and the reason for that is there's just as much good stuff in the world as bad. Yeah. And if you're only so I, I'm going to give you a perfect example of, you know, of AI and good or bad news. The more bad stuff you click on with AI behind it, yep. the more bad news you're going to get pop up in your feed. Yep. Right. So, so yep. think about that as an operating mode for your brain. Think about your own brain as AI. Right. And so the the good news is we have been getting calls numerous calls over the last two weeks for companies and individuals well, individuals that want to double down. They have called and said, mm -hmm. for example, um, I'm committed to this community. I'm committed to Culture Shifting Weekend because Culture Shifting Weekend has given me access to a community at large that I didn't know existed or people I've been wanting to meet. And, and yeah. so they've actually, we've actually gotten checks in the mail to support the New York Culture Shifting Weekend 
because they want, they know that it, we're going to bounce back. We're going to be resilient. Yeah, that's amazing. So doubling down. We actually have a call coming up with, um, with LPs saying, please tell us where you're doubling down. And we have a call, like a sub call with, you know, ultra high net worth individuals, like uh, people who lead family offices, they have money, their money's not going anywhere. And, and they mm-hmm. want to know how they could be helpful. And I'm not talking just black investors or Hispanic investors. I'm talking about, you know, white billionaires whose white investors you know, lead their investments. Yeah. Yeah. So you just have to be really deliberate about, you know, how you get people together, what the message is, and letting them be, you know, get clear on what they could do. Right. There's, there's, you know, athletes in our network that are trying to get clear on what they can do. Yes, they're helping their communities, but they also want to know what they could do for each other. And our community, the culture shifting community is all about um, enabling each other's success and wealth creation. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, Two more for you. Thank you so much. This this has been really fun. Um, Give me a sense just you know, you, you spend so much time around black leaders, like I mentioned before, Any, anyone in particular that you've been impressed with um, through the beginning of, of this sort of coronavirus epidemic where, where you've seen them, you know, either reach out to their community or start to do things that you know are going to be impactful. Would love to just hear a good example. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I have two examples. One that might not be a household name, but she should be. Uh, and the, Love it. <laughs> and the other is, um, somebody that some people would know, but maybe not as many that should. Yeah. So, Love it. so Joe, Joe, take Edie was over at lend up. Um, okay. and before that she was, um, you know, she worked with Ben jealous and at the NAACP and she's just a get it done, connected, <laughs> generous, no nonsense. Um, she's also an incredible singer, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) um, but she, she and I uh, put our heads together about coming up with a a, a relief fund for temporary relief, um, for the black community, for families. And so we're, we're working on that, but she, she's, she's done many, many other things to help lots of people. So I would say, I, you know, Jotaka Edie is absolutely incredible. Um, and the other one is Reggie Van Lee. Yeah, right. So Reggie was at Booz Allen for 32 years. He's now the chief uh, transformation officer over the Carlisle Group. Mm-hmm. And he has been a longtime philanthropist. Uh, and him and some other black leaders are having conversations right now about possibly getting together and doing something for this. Uh, it's not fully mm-hmm. it's not fully cooked, but I will just say that you know, Reggie and this, this group of people have done things before. Uh, if you look at a little bit of recent history, you'll see that, uh, you know, Charles Phillips and Ray McGuire and Tony Coles got together and, and created that whole movement around uh, Hidden Figures where they got the kids to go see the movie. Yep. And, and that yep. was a, a crowdsourced effort because, you know, it was, it was a, a moment in time where these leaders could get together and say, this is content that could lead to a conversation that could lead to a future for kids that they wouldn't have otherwise had. And I think this is the same moment in time where similar, if not same leaders can get together in a way that um, saves people temporarily so they could feed their families, they could think straight. And, and I would say, you know, Reggie Van Lee is a great leader, a great convener um, and always dedicated to helping others. And, and I would say, going back to an earlier point, on that point, 
when you think about and you're stressed about your business, if you stop for a moment and think about how you can help other people, whether that's yeah. how you can help your leaders think more clearly about community and people with different backgrounds and needs, or whether you're thinking about how can I take my last dollar and split it in half and help somebody else in need, it, it's helping you feel better. It's helping them get what they need. Yeah. And if you think about, you know, the world through that lens, I think we'll get through this together. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, last one for you. I love ending on this, you know, in, 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 in line with your sort of sense of optimism. Let's look sort of 6, 12, 24 months out as far as you want. And just maybe a silver lining or something positive that you think comes out of all of this, um, whether it's cultural, whether it's economical, any, anything that you're excited about potentially seeing when all this is said and done. <laughs> I'm I'm really excited about the culture shift. I mean, I'm yeah. just <laughs> I'm excited about better, more meaningful connections, better, more meaningful collaborations, um, better, more meaningful workplaces that you know where people feel like they belong and are included, and and companies are committed to this in a way that this moment in time has allowed them to see the world truly differently uh, to, to level the playing field and double down on the things that they should have been doing all along, like investing in venture capitalists and entrepreneurs of color, like increasing yeah. diversity on their boards and in their C-suite and even things like how they're rethinking and reimagining corporate social responsibility and how they're thinking about, the role that diversity and innovation can play in, uh, in acquisitions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, super so culture, culture shifting throughout and, um, and hopefully they'll make smart decisions to, uh, you know, to work with culture shift labs to get that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, Andrea Hoffman, founder and CEO of culture shift labs. Thank you so much for being here. This was really fun. Thank you, Brian, for doing the work that you do to shine a light on uh, all the, the goodness in the world and keeping us all connected. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, have a great weekend. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Right. Take care.